It's Monday, January 25th, 2021. I'm Tanya Harris and welcome to TMI Daily, your daily roundup of everything people are talking about online since they aren't allowed to talk about it in person. House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy said about the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol that, quote, everybody across this country has some responsibility. Yeah, how dare all of us for insisting that the guy who got the most votes be the president? Maligned election software company Dominion is suing Rudy Giuliani over his repeatedly debunked accusations about the company's software illegally changing votes for Joe Biden in November's election. The company is asking Rudy for $1.3 billion in damages, which proves that they didn't think his comments were as priceless as the rest of us did. In an interview for Sunday's Face the Nation, former COVID-19 task force member Dr. Deborah Burks said that there was no actual organized plan or staff dedicated to the Trump administration's response to the pandemic. On the bright side, just think how many more people might have been injected with Clorox had there been. My Pillow CEO Mike Lindell is suing the Daily Mail for printing false reports that he's dating actress Jane Krakowski, which begs the question, given the two people involved, shouldn't Jane be the one suing? Sarah Huckabee Sanders announced today that she'll be running for governor of Arkansas, which is only slightly disappointing for all of those who were hoping she'd be running for her life by this point. Nielsen says that in total, nearly 34 million people tuned in to watch Joe Biden's inauguration, which is over 3 million more than watched Trump's. Don Jr. was quick to reply that more people watched his dad get sworn in, if you count all the people with antennas attached to their tinfoil hats. Kourtney Kardashian is reportedly dating Blink-182 drummer Travis Barker. Isn't it refreshing to see a Kardashian dating someone who didn't wait for their relationship to send his career into a downward spiral. On Friday, YouTube star Jojo Siwa came out as gay. Today, we're coming out as not giving a shit. Over the past few days, Ted Cruz and Seth Rogen have been in Twitter fights over Fantasia, the Paris Climate Accord, and Tourette Syndrome. Sadly, this isn't a plot line to a rejected stoner movie script where Rogen plays the first openly high senator but it probably should be. HBO Max announced that they are in early development of a Harry Potter TV series. Although no title for the show is provided, may we suggest Law and Order of the Phoenix? Welcome back, Potter. Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince of Bel-Air. Hex in the City. Are you afraid of the dark arts or boy meets wizarding world? Now let's send it over to tonight's TMI Daily Cast and Crew Roundtable. Stay safe. Okay, so let's get started with tonight's show. We're going to start tonight's show off with just one question, where I give you one question about some of the biggest stories in today's news. Rudy Giuliani is being sued for $1.3 billion by Dominion, the software company that repeatedly falsely claimed, that he repeatedly, excuse me, falsely claimed changed votes for Biden in the election. My question is, who should be carrying the live coverage of this case? Core TV or Comedy Central? <laughs> it should be a, it should be a, 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 like a crossover. It should be like a, 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 a combination of the two. Like, you know what I mean? It should be like, owns Comedy Central, but sponsored by. 
Court TV because I think that make, that makes the most sense because they it like literally uh any if you want like this sounds like a a, a Judge Joe Brown uh <laughs> like court case you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean if this if if this case isn't picked up by Comedy Central then then this is a bigger mistake than letting uh, Dave Chappelle walk away years ago. <laughs> Because I mean, seriously, I mean, what is going to be better than than, than Rudy Giuliani being sued for a billion, one point three billion dollars? Because you know what, a billion would have been enough. They had to get that that point three billion, three million. So it's one million three hundred million dollars. So it's like, like you know what? If the billion didn't scare him, the three hundred million might. So uh, yes, I'm really, I'm really excited about the possibility of of him having to uh, to actually testify. Yeah. Okay. And just so you know, Pete, you're actually frozen on screen. So oh, that's that'll happen it's, sometimes. It's it's okay. that cold. That that's not cold. cold. <laughs> <laughs> he said he was cold. He was he meant that shit. Finally happened. Somebody in this house froze. <laughs> so. Um I, I hate to say this, but I don't think it's gonna get that far. I think that there's gonna be a settlement. Um I think did didn't Fox end up settling with um Dominion as well, um, and they had to, and they had to do a uh, an apology that they sort of had to kind of slide under the table, but the whole thing. So, and the same thing is going to happen here. Um, but Dominion is, is is very very set on that they're going to have to make a public apology. So, um, uh, I think I don't think it's going to make it to court. I think both of this one because also the uh, other lawyer that was who left, what was her name, uh, was also sued for the same. Yeah, she was also a sue, sued for the same amount. So um, I think it's going to get settled, but I think you're going to have to see that they're going to have to make a public apology as part of it. I think they should hold out. I, I think they should go for the whole one one point three billion. Like no no settlements, no nothing. I just just come up with the one point three billion. And you know the sad part for Rudy is he doesn't know any billionaires who can help him out. I I think Rudy's plan is to actually melt down and then slide out the floor through the drain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, I, I, I always, I, anytime you you see a case like this, I, I, I'm kind of going with what Pete said earlier. Where did they get 1.3 billion? Like, how, what, what, you know what I mean? Like, I want to see the receipt that they came up with of, like, why they think. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was like, one how, guy. how do you come up with 1.3 billion well, out of this? Uh, what, was, what are you suing them for? Like, what, where, where is that money? How does that. Well, well, what they're doing is there's a, there's a simple amount, which is the defamation part. Okay. And then there's the other part where they had accountants go in and say, well, if we've lo- if we lost all this business, this is how much money we would lose. And then they put those together. That's how you end up with, with 1.3 billion. No, standard on number for defamation alone? No, I'm wait, hold on. I, I'm going to tell you what really happened. It was a, ro- a boardroom full of people and like maybe 20 people in the room and 19 of them were going, we're going to sue him for a billion dollars. And there was the one guy going, fuck it, no. 1.3. 1.3. Yeah. He's like, you know how much yacht maintenance is? No, no, no. He, no he, was looking at, he was looking at the brochure of the yacht and said, can we do 1.3? Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can all get yachts, guys. Guys, look at this one. Yeah, it was like 100 for a yacht. We got to go 1.3. That way we can all oh, get There's more. 20 of us. Oh, I, 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 please name, is... the yacht, name the yacht Rudy's Folly. <laughs> no, it's got to be called defamation. 
<laughs> and you know, and the best part is the jury that's going to have to sit in that trial watching the uh, uh, watching the video of Rudy melting during that one press conference. Yeah, and they're also going to watch him fart in court. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, Comedy Central, you better get on the this thing one. Is, though, the thing is, though, the, this is setting a precedence because the next thing that's going to happen is they're going to sue uh, Don. So that will be the next thing that happens. Oh, Well, well it depends on if they actually get line. to court. Yeah, if they actually get to court, it really, you actually, well, like I said, they don't settle out of court. Like Fox settled. I'm going to see these other two guys are going to settle, too. You watch. You what, are, what are the chances uh, that they will settle out of court? What do you guys think? Hi. What are going to settle yeah. for? Like, yeah. like, I mean, like, except if Joe's right and it's like for the, for just an apology, which, which is very possible. Mm-hmm. Um, what could they set? Like, how much money is Rudy Giuliani coming out of pocket for on this one? Because it's not like his insurance is covering it. Like, like, I'm sorry. I, I've seen all those commercials for the different insurance companies. There's not one for helping, helping cause insurrection in the country. Like, <laughs> like, they're just, it's just not one. And JT Simmons is never going to do a commercial well, well, where he says, oh, we have Well, surprisingly, though, Peter. Chris and I have an announcement because oh, cool. Chris and Joe's insurrection insurance is now available. <laughs> you pay us, it's, it, it's, it's a really low $995 a month and we will cover you if you're ever caught in an insurrection in our capital and we're also going to add now Canada as well. Uh, <laughs> nine ninety-five a month? Wow, that's a deal. It's, it's, well, it's 995.30. We forgot the 30 cents. We got to add the 30 cents on there. <laughs> what a steal. What a steal. So the final data is in, and Nielsen, the ratings company, is saying that over 3 million more people watched Joe Biden's inauguration last week than watched Trump's in 2016. My question is, Trump can't tweet out his feelings about this. What do you assume bothered him more, that Biden was inaugurated last week, or that more people watched it than watched him get inaugurated? Uh, Joe, let's start with you. Well, obviously, because you know Trump had the the most attended inauguration in history. All those Period. people were there instead of being able to watch it. Um, you know, according to Sean Spicer and those pictures that we saw, that's the reason why uh, the more people were watching Biden on TV is because those guys were actually there. You know, here's the thing: is I don't think he was that but hurt by it because. And in some way, he's got, like you know there the way that that man thinks. You know he figured out some kind of way to spend the negative thoughts he's having about not you know being at the inauguration or not being there or people watching to like his favor. So somehow he probably made it up in his head that like he's responsible for for how many what the numbers were of people watching Joe Joe Biden's uh, uh, inauguration. Like it's it's basically he he put that on himself, and that's probably how. He like got through the day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anybody else? Pete, you want yeah, to- I mean, there's there's no way that that I mean, Biden was was inaugurated last week, and we know Trump didn't watch because you know that would have been too much for him. Um, but beyond that, there's just no way that that he's he's now not more upset that they're saying that Biden had more people watching. I mean, because you know, with Trump, it's kind of like lowest low attention span theater, so. For like the last two months, he's been upset about not winning the election. So now he's finally got something new to be upset about that that the ratings weren't that good. And you know what? The ratings have always been the biggest thing to him. So so yeah, there's no doubt in my mind he's definitely more pissed off about the ratings today than he is about uh, about the actual inauguration. And 
I'm sure he's only pissed off because he thinks that they're being that they're lying about that too. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Probably. He's like, do the recount, recount all the networks, do a recount on how many people actually watch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my pillow founder and elections conspiracy nut Mike Lindell is suing the Daily Mail for claim for the Daily Mail, excuse me, for claiming that he has been dating after his Jane Krakowski. My question is, does this seem like a legitimate story or is Tina Fey using this as a premise? For a 30 Rock reboot. I want to know how did this even start? Like in what universe? The Daily Mail. What did actually happen though? The Daily Mail. That they did a they did a story about it on their because you know they have a show now. Um, so they did a story on the show about it. I don't know how it came up. Um, you know, like where the story came from, because according to Jane Krakowski, they've never even been in the same room with, with each other. So there's no way around it. So I, I mean, it's either that or again, Tina Fey has something to do with this because it does sound like a premise of one of the 30 Rock episodes. If anybody watched yeah. that show, this yeah. is totally one of their episodes. Mm-hmm. Joe? Right. I, I was a little lost when I said, he's suing? And that yeah, like, that's, that's he's not part, suing? Right? Like Jane is a beautiful and funny and talented woman, and the my pillow guy is a Nazi that shoves foam in the cloth. Um, like she should be suing them for that. Like why? Like he should be like going to all. Of, I'd be calling my buddies, going, "Dudes, look, they all like, like you know, <laughs> look." It says I'm dating Jane Krakowski. Get her all on right. the phone. <laughs> if they're not, if, it, if they're not you, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say you're saying that, Joe. Um. Yeah, like, didn't he come out and he said, I don't even know who she is. Like, he was, like, appalled that anybody would say that. Yeah, this would be, I, I would like, be, really? I would be, that'd be the first thing I'd say in the show before Hello Google Podcast. I'd be like, guys, I'm dating Jane Krakowski. <laughs> uh, you know, to be fair, he invented a pillow. All she did was act, so he's way better than her. You didn't get oh. <laughs> what, do you think, what do you think is his pickup line? Like, I mean, like, because it's got to have something to do with pillows and bed. Like, it's I, I'm his, not First sure. of all, it's his business card, because if I break out, like, my, if, I'm the, if I'm a billionaire and my company, and I have the title of my company, I'm putting it on my business card, you don't got to say nothing else. If they don't know who you are, keep it moving. You know, you know, yeah, like, you just go. he really have, though? I mean, you know, I mean. Like, like, women, like, do you like it hard or extra hard? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I can get you, I got the hookup on a good goose down if you want to. <laughs> Some memory foam hey girl, <laughs> hey girl, you must be memory foam because I can't forget you. No. <laughs> I can never forget your body. <laughs> hey girl, my pillow can be your pillow too. <laughs> my, pil- my pillow can become our pillow if you play your cards right. <laughs> well, you know, that's the that's like the weird thing. You know, I feel like if 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 this is not an attempt to get Thirty Rock back on the air, then it's definitely an attempt to get the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt on the air because like Jane's character in that one, she's like this rich uh, socialite uh, in, in that character. So there is a chance that she could, you know, have dated the, my pillow guy. I think that was like one of the stories, but they like changed it to a different name. So they didn't get sued. So maybe that's where it came from. <laughs> if, yeah, if you I think do. laying on my pillow is a nice place. I've got it somewhere else for you to lay your head. <laughs> <No. laughs> <laughs> We're going to be doing pillow puns all day. <laughs> Yeah, that that was a pretty bizarre story. <laughs> hey, not as bizarre as what's happened in the last four years, so fuck it. That is true. That is true. Anything's possible. <laughs> so 
So Kourtney Kardashian is reportedly dating Blink-182 drummer Travis Barker. My question is, considering the Kardashian girls' track record of destroying the careers of those they date, what do you think is most likely to happen? Blink-182 breaks up, their plane goes down over the rainforest, or they kick Travis out of the band? That was, that was, that, hey, listen, hey, no key. If he had grown up in like Compton, he would be a black dude. Like that was—he was basically a black dude getting in trouble. He was like—he's like a black rock star. He's basically like Chris Brown without I mean, the talent. No, 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 Chris, hold on. I'm gonna go because maybe Courtney wants to go for a little bit of a lighter treat this time. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's not Chloe's OJ's daughter. Okay, we know that for sure. <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> oh yeah, think about it. All the other girls in the family are like five two, and Courtney's like five ten. Come on, bro. That's <laughs> that's black. That's that's. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Okay. He looks like him too. I mean, but there's there's no shot that like this won't somehow or another affect the, the Blink Wait uh Blink 182's already spiraling downward. I was about to say Blink 182 has oh, a career. <laughs> it's the first time I've heard I've heard about Travis in like four years. <laughs> I mean, if anything, it can't hurt. He is one of the best drummers. He is one of the best drummers of all time. Of all time, yeah. He's a great drummer, but... Yeah, well, let's hope she doesn't ruin his career the way that they all ruin all the men. It's inevitable. But you know what though, real talk, uh, as far as like the women that have ruined Loki like careers, that's really more of a, a Chloe and Kim area. Courtney was all right because Scott was already a train wreck before he got with Courtney. And he just became more of a trick wreck when he got more money from being on that show. But he was a train wreck long before they got together. Yeah. Well, wow. yeah, that is true. That's a good point. Well, let's all see. You know, we still have Travis Barker around. Right, right. <laughs> so on Friday, YouTube star Jojo Siwa came out as being gay, which has led to many celebrities congratulating her for her bravery. My question is, in 2021, is it still brave to admit to being gay? Uh, it depends on, I think it all depends on where you are uh, geographically and career-wise, uh, mm-hmm. meaning like what, and I don't mean career-wise, like if you're a CEO or like the janitor, I mean like what career you're actually in, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I feel like a YouTube star coming out as gay, eh, like that's not so much brave anymore because if anything, it's going to get you more accolades because more people are going to probably watch you and, and like if it becomes a story more people are going to like you know watch your videos and see what you're about and see if they can figure you out and things of that nature but uh now if now this person came out and said they were trans then that might be a, a, a little brave because like that's still like the, the that's like the new thing that people are 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 uh, like gender and all those other things that that's like the new topic of discussion that's the new hot button uh issue when it comes to, to these kind of uh things and sexuality so i don't think it's i don't it's brave but not brave you know what i mean yeah and i still have like a problem with like the whole youtube star right. like, you know what i just i don't think youtube stars are actually like real stars um, I think Joe wants to say something, and then I'll go to you, Pete. No, go to Pete okay. first. He was okay. at, he had his hand up longer. Oh, okay, I thought you were going to say something about what I just said. Go ahead, you know, Pete. That is so sweet of you, Joe. Um, but no, I mean, uh, I, I I almost think when you hear that this, how brave it is to to come out as being gay now, it's almost offensive. Because, I, I mean, look, there's been so many people that are gay that came out years ago 
and and it was brave because of the fact that there were you know there was not the kind of like understanding that we have today. I mean, look, somebody who people aren't thrilled with these days, Ellen DeGeneres, when she decided to come out as gay and then right. do it on her show, right. on her old sitcom, it mm. killed that, that, that show. I, mm. I mean, you know, and, and it almost killed her career. Mm. And that was brave. Now, you're, now that, fast forward 20 years later, it's, it's almost like saying, oh, you know, let's, let's, let's say, you know, that, uh, I don't know, Chris is, Chris is brave for coming out as being black. Uh, <laughs> at this point, I think we're okay. You know, I mean, it's like, you know, if she came out as a foot fetishist, maybe that would be yeah, great. Right, you know right. I mean? like, yeah, something like, like that, uh, yeah. Yeah, like, but it, but it's like, it's like, I you know, I, I wish we had one of one, one of our, our gay cast members, gay friends, um, come on to, to say, I mean, like, I'm sure they wouldn't give a shit one way or the other, but it does sound kind of ridiculous now. Like, like I get it if you're coming out to your family as right. being gay, that maybe that's, that's a brave moment for every person, I'm assuming. Right. Uh, but you know what? Listen, somebody coming out on YouTube is being gay. I think the fact that you're you're on YouTube is gay enough. Um, <laughs> so, and I don't say that in a sexual way, um, you know. But it's like it's just ridiculous. I don't. I, don't, I mean, when are we going to get past this stuff? I mean, yeah, like 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 uh, Chris was saying, if if she come out as being transgender, that probably would be like that step further um, mm-hmm. than we're at. I mean, but we listen. We had a, we had a guy who was running for president a, a year and a half ago who's gay. You know, I, I mean, being gay at this point is not exactly something that people should be fear admitting to. Um, so when you hear people say it, I think it's kind of offensive, personally. Yeah, because we've gotten to the point where, you know, almost, well, most people are very inclusive when it comes, you know, to people's sexuality or whatnot. I kind of agree with what you're saying, Pete, that how old is she, first of all? I think she's 17. She's 17. And then, so what does she do on YouTube? She's... She just does dumb shit on YouTube. It's just like, it's just like, let's, oh, I'm going to redecorate my fucking room with all candy. Like that's, that, you know what it is? The problem is we, we, we live in a, in a time now and I, and I hate to sound like I'm like an old man, like they get off the, uh, get off my lawn oh, guy. But but it's 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 almost the law of diminishing returns when it comes to entertainment. Like, like anybody under a certain age, um, they think that what, people like her and, you know, and some of these other people on YouTube are doing that's entertainment when really all it is, is I've got nothing better to do a camera and an internet stream. Um, and that's, and that's really what, what it comes down to. I mean, look, you know, not, I'm not, I'm not trying to compare apples to oranges. I mean, there's people that are actually doing stuff on the internet. That's, that is creative and different. And I'm sure some of the stuff she does probably is too, but I'd say 90% of it is, is the whole cult of personality thing. It's, it's people just, just going on uh, people's pages and I'm um, free frozen again. Look at that. Um, yeah. going on, um, well, yeah. uh, one of our things I was frozen on people just going on, on these YouTube pages and watching these people do whatever they're going to do. And if they decide to just stare at the camera for an hour and a half, it'll get a million views. And that's, and that, again, it's just, it's where like a whole generation of, of people now, you know, find their entertainment. Um, really quick, Joe, before I go to you, Elizabeth is commenting that she's not with us today. I want to read her comment. It's brave of her because there's a lot of conservative moms, parents who are going to potentially boycott her. It should be no big deal, but it's still a thing for certain sections of the country that also could include her fans. And then Mike agreed with her and said, agreed, Elizabeth, lots of gays hate, uh, gay hate in this country. It may help her fans feel better. I just, I mean, I understand what they're saying as well. I guess my thing my whole issue not issue but 
I just like, you know, if they boycott her for what? Like, okay, you can't watch her videos. Because to me, those YouTubers are not stars. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I also see what they're saying, that there are people that still will not accept, you know, her for who she is. So it is brave of her. You know, maybe a fan will identify with her and then maybe that fan will feel, you know, better about themselves. And maybe they'll come out as well, too, if they're, you know, struggling with that. So I see both sides. Um, Go ahead, Joe. This is black. This is stupid, bro. <laughs> did you no, just um, write all the songs to say that? Um, <laughs> that would be amazing um, if that's all he wanted to say. That'd be so good. Um, um, first of all, um, I'm glad that 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 uh, this person, you know, finally listened to to themselves and and realized who they are. I'm really glad for that. I am a one personally where I do not. Your gender uh, does not matter to me as far as friendship or, or creativity or, or whatever you're doing. Um, it, it, it's we're, we're all the same that way. Um, so, but here's the thing. Um, yeah, there are some people in this, in this country that um, would not like it. And there are, are a lot of uh, people in this country right now who still have to hide it because of their family or because of where they live. And um, if there's some sort of outlet for them to help get along with that, then I'm all for that. And if this is another outlet for somebody to be able to, um, you know, cope with what's going on because of the situation they're in, then I'm all for it. Um, also, I did not know who this person was until this all of this came out. So this, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying this in a negative way, but right. this has probably brought more light onto them um, than it did before. So. Uh, unfortunately, like I said, we live in a, in a, in a, in a country where not all places or families or religions or ideologies will accept that. Um, but just know that here you come on TMI, uh, we are all very accepting of it. So that's all I got to say. And, um, um, Hey, uh, here's to you. It just reminded me of a story too, that, um, a couple of years back, one of my former students, I taught him in my second uh, class in fourth grade. Um, he wrote me and he says, Miss Brawlhouse, I have something to tell you. He goes, I, I just came out to my family. And he was about maybe 17 at the time or 16. And this kid, well, first of all, I told him, I said, yeah, I knew you were gay. And he's like, what? How did you know? I'm like, I go, I knew you were gay. And then, you know, we just started talking about it and stuff. And I you know, sensitivity there. He came, well, no, but we laughed about it. Cause you know, we kid around like that, but, um, that was brave of him to come out to his family because he came from a very conservative Mexican, hardcore Mexican religious family. So to me, like I, you know, I gave him so many props and I said, to me, that was very courageous that you were actually, I mean, his father stopped talking to him and for a long time, I mean, they just patched things up not too long ago, but it was all because he decided to come out. So to me, there is a degree of, you know, being brave when you're coming out, but but I think like Chris was saying, you know, or maybe it was Jose, it just depends on like the situation that you yeah. are in as well. So, you know, everybody has a different story. Everybody has a different situation and, you know, more power to them. But I think, yeah. you know, I mean, again, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying that, that like the decision to announce something like that's not an important thing. It's just, it just, it comes across like when you see all these celebrities 
patting themselves on the back for saying how brave somebody else is for doing something like this, that it just, I don't know, it seems self-aggrandizing in a sense, because I, I really don't think in today's society, yeah, okay, fine, maybe she'll lose some fans on YouTube, but guess what? Once they turn 15, she's going to lose them as fans anyway, because they realize that there's something other than than um, YouTube videos to watch. Uh, you know, so it's, it's like, yeah, she's 17 now. Again, once she hits 20, she can't make these stupid videos that she's making now so what's next i mean it's it's either she figures out how to get a career outside of youtube um which is not very easy or she's like she's doing spread eagles and hustler in like a year i mean i don't listen it's not that there's things other than youtube videos is that there's different youtube videos because i'm an old guy so i like to watch car mechanic videos and uh on how to make hot sauce i'll watch that and all sorts of stuff. So there's still videos to watch. We just it just changes as you get older. <laughs> yeah, and it also it also depends on like kind of what Pete was saying is like, <clears throat> what was the point of said person coming out? Like, were they if, if you're doing it to inspire? I kind of get, but I'm also of the same notion of like somebody like an actor like Tom Hardy. Like over and over again, his sexuality has been a question, a topic of discussion in press conferences, and he always says it's none of your business. Like, who cares who I'm fucking? If it's not you, why are you worried about it? And I kind of feel that way, too, about sexuality. Like, I'm not I'm not for or against anything. Like, whatever. You know what I mean? Be who you are. Be Love who you love. But, like, why is it anybody's business? Like, who cares? You know what I'm saying? Like, unless one person is directly involved in, in, in your love life, it shouldn't matter what the world thinks. You feel me? Yeah, YouTube's a little bit different, though, because you got to remember, YouTube, you have followers and you have commenters and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and that gets a little bit more involved. Than, like Tom Hardy can Tom Hardy can separate from all of that, which, yeah. is, uh, which is great. Um, if, you, if you choose to be a YouTube star, you have to choose to, you know, yeah, you got to go. Through yeah, them. but I'm saying if, if but I mean, if we, we, we videos here and... on this show get a bunch of fun too, and we, yeah. we laugh about it, but still. Sure, but I'm saying if, but that's, that's the difference. Like if, if your, if your YouTube page is about you being a lesbian or a gay man or a trans person and your journey through life and like, you know, interacting in that, within that experience, cool. But if your page ain't about that, you ain't got to tell people shit. No, if my, I, if I have a YouTube page that's about I mean, me making know, like, model trains, why the fuck do people need to know if I'm gay or straight? I make model trains. Uh, Worry about the fucking trains. Well, I yeah, need but, to go. But, if, you but if you're making model, tra- if you're model trains, model trains <laughs> what you say? Model trains, but I, if, you, if you were doing videos about model trains, I would definitely want to know if you're gay or not. <laughs> you can want to know, but I mean, I got to tell you. Not, not because I think it's gay to like model trains. I just think it would be interesting to hear you say it. <laughs> if you're a, if you're a, and I hate to say this because it's mostly with the female, but you're a female sure. on YouTube making model trains. But every third comment <laughs> is um, some some lewd dude saying what they want to do to you sexually. Uh, maybe you have to go out there and say, "Listen, this is I'm not interested." Maybe that helps. Like that ever stopped? I mean, that's like when the the girl from AT and T was mad about people talking about her breast size. You know what I mean? Like yeah, the she more she like, tried to, she did a million videos of her with her, you know, with her cleavage hanging all the way. Well, I know. I'm just making. I'm just making a point that it doesn't matter if you say if you address it or not. If people are gonna make comments about it anyway, you know what I mean? So like people are fucked. Yeah, people exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's why people it's none of their fucked. fucking business. That's why it's none of their business. If her video. If, his videos or her videos, uh, I'm not sure uh, if, how they prefer themselves. So I'm gonna try to keep it open. However, this person refers to himself as if their videos is not about them being a gay person, then 
their sexuality shouldn't matter to their fans. And if their fans are that zeroed in on they have to know, then they're there for the wrong reasons, I'm assuming. Or either that or your content is trash, and that's what they're worried about instead of worrying about what you're putting out there on YouTube. I'd like to point out that if there's any women that want to make lewd comments about me from the show, you can just send them to my Twitter. It's BentoBox with two X's on Twitter. I will be glad to... I haven't gotten any yet, but, but you know, if you want to... I might make a couple of lewd comments about you on your... <laughs> just, just to keep you happy. Well, as always, it's turned weird. <laughs> weird and sexual. Yeah, it's a whole different direction. Um, yeah, but no, just to kind of close this topic off and then move on to our main one. Uh, you, know, so you mean this wasn't it? About Ellen DeGeneres, you know, coming out. I also remember when George Takei came out in 2005. Right, that was, that was a big deal, too, because yeah. I remember him talking about you know, coming from a very conservative, you know, Asian family, um, and how he lost a lot of fans by doing that too. So, I mean, I just remember him coming out and it was just such a remarkable moment, um, yeah. you know, for people his age too, like there were older people that actually felt like they could come out as well. So I gave him, I gave him a lot of pops for that. But, so. you know, eventually over time, I think Georgia case is now more popular than what I mean. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. so love George Decay. Okay. So there are two things that you can be certain of on Twitter. One, that not everything you read on Twitter can be taken as true. And two, that if you have a verified check on your account, you can get Texas Senator Ted Cruz to Twitter battle. He has been a favorite of celebrities for years. And tonight, we thought we might talk about some of his best Twitter battles. So first, other than his current fight with Seth Rogen, does anyone know any other great Twitter fights that Ted Cruz was involved in? KP, let's start with you. Oh, he's he's uh, he's done a lot of these. I mean, he uh, back in I think it was um, 2017, he got into a fight with uh, with Mark Hamill because because Mark Hamill came out against the guy who was running the FCC, the uh, that Emmett, uh, uh was it Agit uh, Pai, the guy with the weird guy with the the freaking the big giant, uh, the giant Reese's mug, yeah, the, the giant Reese's pieces mug? Um, but right after they, uh, right after he um, shut down net neutrality, uh, Mark Hamill said something about him on um, on on Twitter, and the next thing you know, uh, of course, Ted Cruz jumps in and calls him Luke and tells him that Darth Vader was for like big government and all this other bullshit. And then, um, and and so, like, he had a fight with him. He had a fight with Mark Cuban. Uh, Ron Perlman. F- that was the first one I think I became aware of. Ron Perlman. That one was great. Ron, Ron Perlman was like just last year. No, he had a fight with the cast of, of the the Princess Bride like three months ago. The whole yes. cast. <laughs> the whole entire cast. <laughs> you know how you know how hard it is to get into a fight with the cast of the Princess Bride. <laughs> <laughs> probably not that hard. You just got to say Disney's Bride is overrated, and they'll probably no. He, that's it. the worst part is he actually says it's one of his favorite movies of all time, and they more or less tell him to go fuck himself. <laughs> but and the reason why he got mad because they were going to do a, they were reuniting for a benefit for the Wisconsin um, Democratic Party, mm-hmm. and so he he got like all all out of like, whack. He got butt hurt. Is what happened? He got butt hurt. Yeah, he got butthurt because of it, and, and then and so he cut it. So he tweeted out about it, and then the uh, the guy who runs the Democratic, uh, the Wisconsin Democratic Party, said that he, I, I never, I never thought I'd say this, but I think we're going to have to thank Ted Cruz for getting us more viewers. Oh, 
You know, and then, and then of course, then Carrie Yules from the movie pot piled on, on him and Rob Reiner. It was like people were just coming out of woodwork to fight with him. So yeah, he likes to fight with people on Twitter, but he only does it. He is the 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 uh, quintessential version of what they call a star fucker. Because if I got on Twitter and wrote anything to him, he'd ignore it. But if I have a ver- uh, the verified check mark next to my name, he'll definitely go at me because that's who he like. He only likes to fight with people that that he thinks are important enough to him. And he's also fought, you know, with AOC and with Greta Thunberg as well. So those, all the people that Pete just mentioned were all just undercard to the featured event, Ted Cruz versus Seth Rogen from this past week. It started out innocently enough with Ted Cruz in his usual stupid way, trying to show that he's a man of the people by tweeting out that by rejoining the Paris Climate Agreement, President Biden cares more about the opinions of the people of Paris and then that of the hardworking people of Pittsburgh. Of course, the the Paris Climate Accord has absolutely nothing to do with the opinions of people in Paris, and is actually an agreement between world nations to stem the tides of global warming and the climate crisis. So we're going to show you now um, Seth Rogen's tweet, for those of you that are watching. You don't have to say that. It'll just be on the screen. Okay. So again... (laughs) This is but wait, wait, but what's funny is, you know, what? like before Seth Rogen even even laid into him for that stupid tweet, um, the first person to go at him was was Greta Thunberg, um, because she because uh, he wrote this thing about it's, uh, you know, that, that, that uh, Biden cares more about the people of Paris than he does about their opinion than he does of the people of Pittsburgh. So, of course, Greta Thunberg um, writes so happy that the USA has finally rejoined the Paris, the, the Pittsburgh agreement. Welcome back. Um, because she thought that that was a good one. And then, of course, right after her, then AOC wrote, um, I don't know if you know this, but the Geneva Convention wasn't about the people of Geneva. So, <laughs> so, so, so like, they, you know, this guy went to Harvard. So it really kind of does tell you that a Harvard education really isn't shit when you really think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but so this is that just lays the groundwork for what came next, which is which is like, yes, um, Seth Rogen decided, I guess I should get involved in this too at that point. So this, so innocently enough was followed. So again, okay, so then Seth Rogen replied, fuck off, you fascist, right? Very, very, very concise. Yeah. So then Ted Cruz then replied a charm, in a charming, civil, educated response to Seth Rogen. And this is what he tweeted back to Seth Rogen. If you're a rich, angry Hollywood celebrity, today's Dems are the party for you. If you're blue collar, if you're a union member, or if you work in energy or manufacturing, not so much. So then that led to Seth responding to back to Ted Cruz. If you're a white supremacist fascist who doesn't find it offensive when someone calls your wife ugly... Ted Cruz is the exact motherfucker for you. I am so glad somebody finally called him out on that. I mean, the fact that, you know, Trump called his wife ugly and accused his father of murdering JFK and he is all in his camp. It's amazing. Oh, but you know what? But he wasn't he wasn't the first to do it. You you were talking about Ron Perlman before. Um, Ron Perlman got into it with Ted Cruz um earlier last year because ted cruz was uh, because he was actually ron perlman from hellboy and from uh, beauty and the beast uh the old tv show not the the thing that's on the, not the disney movie um 
He was tweeting to uh, to Jim to, to Matt Gates, the senator of uh, the congressperson from Florida, that he was lucky that Jim Jordan, the Ohio congressperson, was in was in the um, the Congress because if not, he would be the ugliest person in politics. <laughs> um, and so then Ted Cruz came back and said this whole thing about listen, Hellboy, and he kind of got condescending with him with all this bullshit. And then of course Ron Perlman wrote, "Wait, is this the Ted Cruz? Holy shit, man! Is this the same guy who let little Donnie call his?" wife a dog and his father an assassin and now kisses his ass yo can i get an autograph man so so and and the thing is the one thing i've noticed because i went through a whole bunch of these tweets is that if you bring up the the fact that 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 um trump called ted cruz's wife ugly ted cruz changes the subject and just keeps arguing with you because he will not argue that one point because he's, he's still getting shit from his wife for that she's still his whole world up I'm surprised he gets divorce papers after that. You know? No, 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 because it's more fun to torture him slowly over the years to submit. <laughs> And I have to say, we've actually, we've seen Ron Perlman at, at a restaurant that we like to go have dinner at, our favorite restaurant here in LA. And trust me, Ron Perlman could fuck him up. Yeah, he's a big guy. He's a huge dude. Yeah. He's, he's a, solid. He's a yeah. big guy. So then after, okay, so then after uh, Ted Cruz, tweeted to Seth Rogen about the unions, then Seth responds to him, oh, and he also wanted to remind him that he's in four unions. So that happened. So thinking it was all over, Ted Cruz tweeted an answer to a Twitter question about Fantasia being the first movie he saw in a theater, to which Seth Rogen jumped in and wrote, everyone who made that film would hate you. (laughs) Then somehow he got into a thing about Walt Disney being a Republican and members of Seth Rogen's family having Tourette's, which it got really weird. Not rails. <laughs> what? It just got really weird. Like, like yeah. Ted Cruz uh, like accused him of having Tourette's because he, he keeps telling him to go fuck off. And then, and then Seth Rogen gets all weirdly like, like, uh, like, in, in, like indignified about it, and says, "You know, I have family members that have Tourette's and I sleep with them as well." It just kept going. It just kept going. There was a lot more of Seth calling Ted Cruz a piece of shit. But then, <laughs> this was my favorite: Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Then <laughs> comes in. And what is he? Do you have Joseph Gordon-Levitt's tweet? By no, I don't. I don't have it on the screen. But but you know, he basically just took the, took um, uh, uh, Seth Rogen's uh, uh, side, and him and Billy Eichhorn both jumped in. Yeah, he said to him, you know, as Seth's calm and patient friend, like basically saying, "I'm not going to get all worked up with you guys." He's like, "You should learn the definition of a fascist," or something like that. He wrote. Um, so then finally Seth said to him yesterday, this isn't a Twitter feud. Uh, Ted Cruz tried to overthrow our government. He inspired a deadly mob to storm the Capitol. And I think that deserves ridicule. So fuck him. So that was the end of the Seth Rogen, Ted Cruz uh, Twitter. Well, for now. For now, right. We could, could get a part two this week. So do you that Ted Cruz should possibly have better things to be doing than fighting with Seth Rogen. Yes, yes. Yeah. There, I, I, you know, <clears throat> that's uh, I, I like. That's my whole thing when it comes to politicians in general. Like, I don't understand. Other than when they're in the run, like when you're, if you're in the middle of a campaign, I understand 
having uh, a, a, a social media presence because that's just another way to market yourself and, and get in touch with your voters. Mm-hmm. After that, like once you, if you win the election, you shouldn't be on social media. Like unless you're tweeting out, like if you want to inform people, like tweeting out information about like things that got passed or, you know, things that you're working on, stuff like that to keep you informed, that's different. But to actually like use it as a presence and to have like, you're a senator. You can't tell me that there's nothing more important that you should be doing than arguing with a, a, an actor on Twitter. Like that's insane to me that it is like that that pre- that these politicians are on 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 social media. Like the fact that Donald Trump was tweeting, you have a whole country to run. I know there's way more important things that you could be doing than being on Twitter talking shit about people, calling people ugly or calling people fat and telling people that they're disgusting and all this other shit like it's insane. The only reason why a politician should be on social media is to market themselves in a campaign or to put out information or maybe ask questions to, you know, further help their constituents. That's it. I agree with you 110%. That's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, I understand, you know, celebrities, they tweet, whatever, but if you're sure. a politician, you've got bigger fish to fry. You've got better... And I love Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen could not do any wrong in my book. I mean, I'm a huge Seth Rogen fan, but I'm sitting here going, he's tweeting the guy from an American pickle. I mean, it's like he's tweeting. It just, it makes no sense at all. And he's not going to win with him either. He's a comedian and he should be worrying about what's happening in our country right now. There's people out of work. There's a, there's a pandemic that's out of control. I mean, there's so many things that he should be working. So I, I agree with you, Chris. I'm right there with you, um, Pete, and then we'll go to Joe. See, I, I, I kind of think that, like, I mean, the, obviously, these politicians, their whole job always is more than anything else, just keep being politicians. They're, you know, they're. I mean, yeah, they they supposedly are there to help the American people, and and you know what? I, I'm sure by accident they sometimes do. Um, but but their job, first and foremost, is to keep getting that job um, because. You, you know, if you think about it, like maybe not a state like Texas where there is a good economy and there's and there's really good money. But say you're from like, I don't know, Alabama or Tennessee or Arkansas, that one hundred and ninety thousand dollars you get paid every year to be in Congress. It's it, that's that's more money than you're going to make in 10 lifetimes, um, you know, being from from Mississippi. And so their job is always to do that. Now, Ted Cruz wants to be the new Donald Trump. Which, which I don't know why anybody on earth would want that, but more than anything else, I don't know why somebody like him who has, who has even less charm and less charisma than, 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 well, Trump had, you know, listen, I'll say a lot of terrible things about Trump, but he did have a certain amount of charisma oh, and, and his, you know, he was, a, you know, he was a really good snake, a snake oil salesman. Um, and, you know, what the, the difference between him and, 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 you know, Ted Cruz is that, Trump was the snake oil salesman. Cruz is just the oil or the snake. Uh, I mean, there's really no, like he doesn't have the, the carnival barker attitude like Trump had. And so now like what he's trying to do is he's trying to incite culture wars because he thinks that's what gets people motivated um, to support him. 
Look at these rich elite um, Hollywood people. And, and, you know, it all it takes is for Seth Rogen to do another another Pineapple Express. And they're not going to be listening to Ted Cruz because people in the backwoods like Pineapple Express just as much as the people here in L.A. Um, so it really it's it's a fight not worth having. And, and anybody with half a brain knows you never fight a comedian like yeah. you never you never pick a fight with a comedian in a comedy club. You definitely don't pick a fight with somebody who has enough time to think up a, a response. Uh, you know, and it's just, it, but but he thinks that that he has some idea that this is going to help him politically. It's not going to help him politically. But what's really funny is, uh, conversely, I don't think there's a better thing for Seth Rogen to be doing right now than doing this because this is perfect for Seth Rogen. It makes him look good with the people that like him. The people that don't like him didn't like him prior to this anyway. They're not going to like him anymore now. But it just makes him look really smart and really for the kind of things that we all support. And it's, you know, it works out great for him. He has no downside in this. You know what? That was actually the next question that I was going to ask you guys. But yeah, I mean, and the thing about Seth Rogen, and I'm not just saying this because like I am such a super fan of his, but he is a very, very smart comedian. He's extremely smart. So like Pete says, you don't want to mess with a comedian, especially not a smart one like him. Joe? You don't want to be, he shouldn't be messing with any creatives. Um, I know a politician is supposed to be, I mean, that's part of the art of it is supposed to be being able to talk your points and things like that. But um, he is, um, he is punching out of his league going against people that are comedy trained, improv trained, things like that. Uh, All of us that have to kind of think about this crap on the fly. Uh, he is not, you know, I'm, and I'm assuming Ted might even have, you know, one or two people helping him with that stuff, but it's not going to help. Um, you know, I, I just think it's funny because, you know, look, he went up against Seth Rogen and, and, and Seth put him on the ground like he was Conor McGregor or something. Uh, it was just, uh, it, it, it was pretty bad. I mean, and then, um, when you read the tweets, he goes against it. Like he says there, he goes, you know, well, if you're a blue collar union person and you're a Republican and then he talks about, oh, Disney would have been a Republican. You mean Disney, the guy that tried to bust the union and 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 call them all communists? That saved Disney. So yeah, I mean, uh, he he does a lot of stuff that just kind of goes back and forth. And of course, the biggest thing is that you know he tried to start an insurrection, at least help along with it. So I mean, that's the reason why he's being so you know out there right now is he's trying to 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 somehow put frosting over that shit. And it's not going to work, and no one's buying it, and, and they're kind of done with it. But yeah. um, I mean, listen, I'll be honest, if, if he if Ted Cruz was in Harvard, and he was really funny, uh, he wouldn't have been a politician. I mean, I, I, I'll guarantee you that. So I mean, he's a politician because he can't do what Seth does or all these other guys do. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and, you because know, I, I say that because the Harvard Lampoon and all Harvard Harvard actually does have a really 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 long history of comedy, so I can't deny that. And at the end of the day, you know, Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz, and a lot of other politicians think that this is going to benefit them in some way uh, by by picking these fights because they, he thinks, well, you know, if I can get Ted, you know, if I can get Seth Rogen to fight with me, oh, and then all of a sudden Joseph Gordon-Levitt gets in on it, Billy Eichhorn gets in on it. Look at how I'm a champion of the people and they're all these Hollywood elites. And the problem is, you know, as much as Trump was trying to make make like Hollywood people as, as being um, these villains and everything else, 
These people still go to the movies. These people still watch TV. And I'm sorry, but you can tell me all you want that they don't like, you know, they may not like Seth Rogen personally, but they're going to go to see his movie. And if they go to see his movie, they're going to probably laugh a lot more than they're going to, they go, hmm, I, I find Ted Cruz to be such an interesting um, and engaging fellow. Like they're just not going to do it. <laughs> it's, it's a stupid argument. Yeah. And it's the kind of argument that like only somebody who really has no grasp of, of what real people think, you know, somebody like Ted Cruz, you know, he just thinks that like, cause Trump tried to do it, that, that, you know, it worked. And, you know, guess what? Trump tried to do it. 81 million people voted against him. And, you know, and, and and I'm, so I'm, that's I'm, how I look at it. I'm sick of this whole Hollywood elite bullshit for every one uh, director or producer or actor you're seeing making a lot of money. There is uh, many, many, many hardworking people that are union people that are behind the scenes to help make those movies and television and all of that work. And those guys aren't getting paid no Hollywood elite money. Okay, you go over, you can drive over to Paramount right now, and the majority of the cars that are in that parking lot are like a bunch of old beat up Hondas. Uh, those guys are in there working 12 hour, 12 hour days, uh, lighting sets and doing electrical work and just humping cable and stuff like that to make sure that all, all that stuff works. So I'm sick and tired of this Hollywood elite bullshit. Hollywood is a lot, has a lot more blue collar union people than it yeah. does have Hollywood elite in it. Yeah. Look at the cat. Anytime, like just look at the credits when a movie is over. Like you sure. probably see about 12 uh -oh. to 20 actors <laughs> and then the rest like 300 to like 500 names are uh, people who worked in the production. So that's way more blue collar than elite. I you you want to meet, you want to meet the real people that help make this stuff work Go over to the crafty table. You'll see a bunch of guys with tool belts, drinking coffee. Those are the guys you want to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> also too, like, there's nothing there's like 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 Pete and Joe's both saying like there's no there's no positive to this you know what I mean like you, okay let's say you did out funny or outsmart Seth Rogen what would be the benefit like you still look like a petty little kid arguing back and forth with an actor when you are a politician who should be working on important issues so yeah. like that's really the only way he could have won if, if if Seth Rogen said something to him and all his response was hey. I'm busy trying to make this country a better country, you know, love yourself, goodbye. That probably would have been the best comeback because then it would have showed that he's actually doing his fucking job and wasn't on Twitter all day. He's like the knockoff Donald Trump. Like, he's, he wants to be like him, but he's never going to achieve that, you know, status of, you know, like Pete said, as much as I hate to admit it, you know, he... As much as I hate Trump, you know, he had a, a lot of charisma. And that's yes. what happened. And I think Ted Cruz is trying to be the one. He's like, hmm, if it worked for Donald Trump, maybe it'll work for me. But he's just not smart enough. You, you know what it is? Donald he's Trump was, was Walmart and Ted Cruz is kind of like the dollar store. Like, I mean, that's that's really the difference. Yeah. I mean, listen, you know, uh, listen, uh, Dollar Tree. We're really sorry. We, I don't want to compare you guys to. No, no, no. To, no, no he didn't say <laughs> Dollar Tree. He said Dollar Store. He said Dollar, dollar Store. store. Oh, he didn't say Dollar Tree. The ninety nine cent only store is fire. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, ninety nine cent store. <laughs> so the way, that's way better than Ted Cruz. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I have to say though, the Dollar Tree is like the Nordstrom of the ninety nine cent store. Just that's say. true. A Dollar Tree is nice. Yeah, ninety nine cent only store, man. That's the place to go. Great too. I love working there as well. So before we go today, today it was announced that HBO Max is in the early stages of creating a new TV show version of Harry Potter. And we thought that we might want to end tonight with possible titles for the show. So who has something? I've got nothing. <laughs> Let's start with you, Joe. I, I've got a bunch, actually. 
Um, I, I love the idea of a show called Pimp My Broom, where Exhibit takes your broom and, and, and presses it all up. And it says, hey, I heard you like butterbeer. So we put butterbeer in your broom. Uh, <laughs> um, it's always sunny in Azkaban. Uh, <laughs> which would be a great comedy about the prisoners of Azkaban. I think that would be great. Um, How I Met Your Muggle. Uh, for all the mugglers <laughs> out there uh, who uh, who want to date a muggle, uh, How I nice. Met Your Muggle. And then, of course, the one that I, uh, I – this is actually the best one. Um, that's so Ravenclaw. <laughs> <laughs> Those are great. Yeah, you know what? That one they could actually use that time thing they use instead of using only one time. They could use it multiple times. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> that's so Ravenclaw. Yeah. That's great. Those are awesome, Joe. <laughs> How Ravenclaw is it? No, that's, that's the whole show. <laughs> uh, I, I only have one, but then I want to read Phillips because I think Phillips spent like three hours this morning doing this, <laughs> and I want to give him credit for it. So. uh my only one would, of course, be Monday Night Quidditch, because um, I think that would be a good. Show. I would watch that. I really I would, would watch that. But, but yeah, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you some of uh, Phillips's. Uh, some of them were in the uh, in the um, jokes at the opening. Law and Order of the Phoenix. Um, I dream of Ginny. Ah, that's a great one. <laughs> Welcome back, Potter. I, that's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince of Bel Air. Parks and Incantations, <laughs> Hex in the City, <laughs> Bemuggled, which would be the opposite of Bewitched. Mm. Are you for, Are you afraid of the dark arts? Boy meets the Wizarding Worlds, um, Desperate House Elves, Hex Files, <laughs> America's Next Top Muggle, and, and Azkaban, Azkaban um, pri- Prison Break. So that's, those are all Phillips. I got one. What about Dobby Does Dallas? <laughs> well, that's that's not really a show. It can be a show. Wait, it is HBO, so I mean, we it can be a show. <laughs> <laughs> and Danny online is saying, "What about Tia My Hogwarts?" And I have to watch all those shows. <laughs> so thanks for that, Lizzie. <laughs> we do. Can we do one day? Do a TMI Hogwarts where we all come in in our wizard outfits and <laughs> some of us would have to get wizard outfits. I have to go get a wizard I happen to have and... my school colors, so <laughs> yeah. I, I no shit, go. really. Shocking! <laughs> get out! I, I don't believe it. No. Yeah, Joe, Joe, you're a hair. I will have my full no. Ravenclaw gear. So <laughs> I saw that coming. <laughs> <laughs> Been to, um, if, you are, if you are a Ravenclaw girl and you want to, you want to uh, uh, say horrible things to me on. Uh, remember, my Twitter is Bento Box with two X's. <laughs> all, right. about to get... all, all, all lewd comments, also from Slytherins and from Hufflepuffs. No Gryffindors, though. No. They're out here slinging, slinging, <laughs> slinging wand out here. <laughs> This has gotten weird. I'm I'm It always does. (laughs) Well, that is our show for tonight. So thank you so much for joining us. I will be back here again tomorrow at 6 p.m. We should tell everybody to switch over now and and watch Elizabeth's stand-up show um, at uh, Flappers. Was it Flappers.com? What would it be? Flappers? It is is Flappers Comedy. Flappers.com. Yeah. Okay. People should go there now and watch her show because yeah. she's really funny and she's one of us. She's in the main room too. She's a virtual stand-up show for Flappers Comedy. So 
if you want information, go on flapperscomedy.com. Or you can go to her Twitter or her uh, Instagram at Elizabeth Movies, and you can find the link to get your tickets. Yeah, go 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 watch her right now, and don't send her any lewd comments. No, the lewd comments only go to Bento Box. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Have a good night, everyone. We'll see you back here again tomorrow. Bye. Later. <laughs>